0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Progress on Purpose podcast, where we believe in intentional, purposeful living. We are in season two of the show, and this season is entitled The Journey to Wholeness. I do encourage you, if this is your first time listening, to go back to season one of the show, the winning season, and binge listen, so you can get the premise of, uh, and find out more about the show. Also, it allows you to learn hefty gems on how to continuously walk in the greatest season of your life. If you are a pop listener, welcome back to another episode of Your Favorite Podcast. I hope that you have subscribed, rated, and shared the show with friends and family. And let me tell you, I read every single rating and I so appreciate the love, the encouragement that you all have been pouring out. Keep it coming. As I've shared, the goal for 2020 is to have 20,000 downloads and at least 1,000 ratings by the end of the year. I know that this is so possible, guys. Let's continue to share the show, grow it, let so many people know that if they live intentionally and purposefully, they can reach any goal that they desire to. Give us that five-star rating so that we know that this show is impactful for you. And again, thank you so much, in it. This is the segment of the show called Poppin' Out, where we highlight, celebrate, and give kudos to people in the media who are living intentionally to make progress towards their goals, make strides in the community, or in the lives of others, and simply making this world better by doing whatever it is that they need to do to best serve themselves or their family. Today, I would like to pay tribute to the late Kobe Bryant his daughter Gianna, and the other individuals who lost their lives this past Sunday in a tragic helicopter crash. Kobe Bryant, as we may know, is an American basketball player. He is most known for his athletic talents and abilities, as well as being an amazing husband and father. Um, and I want to just read a little bit of his wife's Vanessa's uh, post on Instagram that she posted on Wednesday of this week. She says, my girls and I want to thank the millions of people who've shown support and love during this horrific time. Thank you all for your prayers. We definitely need them. We are completely devastated by the sudden loss of my adoring husband, Kobe, the amazing father of our children and my beautiful, sweet Gianna, a loving, thoughtful and wonderful daughter an amazing, sister to Natalie, Bianca, and Capri. We are also devastated for the families who lost their loved ones on Sunday and we share in their grief intimately. There aren't enough words to describe our pain right now. I take comfort in knowing that Kobe and Gigi both knew that they were so deeply loved. We are incredibly blessed to have them in our lives. I wish they were here with us forever. And she goes on to talk about um, just how she desires to, um, you know, have them with, with her in this time and continue to have them there. And I can't imagine, right? We can't imagine losing a loved one in such a tragic manner so my heart goes out to Vanessa as well as the other family members who are grieving during this time I found myself two o'clock in the morning three o'clock in the morning up praying for them on Monday morning because how do you pray for yourself During a time like that, like I can't even, I can't even imagine. So let's continue to hold them up in prayer and, um, you know, don't let this time pass and then we forget about them because that's easy to do too. Um, let's continue to not only pray for them, but support the mission that Kobe and even Gianna had and on the Instagram post, she mentions to honor, the Team Mamba family, the Mamba Sports Foundation has set up the Mamba on 3 Fund to help support the, the other families affected by this tragedy. And they ask that you donate by going to dot org. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E dot org. And so let's continue and join together to support the work that they do, as well as um, the other families that were affected by this tragedy. All right, I would like to get right into today's episode. I'm really excited because I've invited Pastor Justin Coleman, who is a friend of mine and my husband's, and he is someone who we revere, we trust, And we enjoy hearing sermons from him every single time that we're in the ministry. Um, One of the things in this episode that we talk a lot about is the concept of church hurt. And so even before I introduce you to him, I just want to break down the definition of that. I looked it up and um, gospel singer Erica Campbell, I found her definition and I agree with it. it. She says that church hurt occurs when you've been a victim of a total abuse of power in the church this church this abuse of power could be anything from sexual assault and molestation to psychological manipulation the big key thing here is that it is an abuse of power and church hurt is something that so many people unfortunately have been affected by and so i'm really honored and um I am grateful to have this platform to be able to talk about it and invite Pastor Jess uh, to come on and have this open discussion about it. And I learned so much in this conversation and I know that you will too. Pastor Justin Coleman is a phenomenal leader, as I've said. He is the pastor of the New Life Deliverance Worship Church in North Brunswick, New Jersey. Pastor Jess, a true church kid is also known for his singing capabilities, and at any given moment, he can be found singing songs of worship and praise with the powerful God-given voice he possesses. Pastor Jess values honesty, transparency, and love, and uses these core values in ministry wherever he goes. And as I said in this episode, we talk about church hurt. He also shares his personal journey to wholeness, And how along his personal journey, even though he was someone who was too affected by church hurt, he found purpose in his pain. And so he shares many of the lessons that he learned along the way. This episode really helped me to understand how someone who suffered abuse in ministry could still find it in themselves to continue pursuing ministry. Pastor Jess even shares his views on therapy and whether or not he recommends it for Christians. And I am telling you, it's a power-packed episode, one worth listening to and sharing. I'm so pleased to present to you Pastor Justin Coleman because I believe that we are in for a treat. Thanks to BetterHelp.com for sponsoring this podcast. BetterHelp.com is an online therapy platform that connects you to a licensed therapist at a nominal cost of what you would pay at the office. Visit BetterHelp.com POP to get 10% off of your first month of service. Hello, Pastor Justin Coleman. Welcome to Progress on Purpose podcast. I am so excited that you could join us today and more than anything, it brings me great pleasure to have a platform to share all of the awesomeness that you bring to the table, to the body of Christ with the world. After today, more and more people are going to know just how dope you are and I'm sure that you're going to help and inspire so many people to live intentionally and to make progress on purpose so thank you so much for joining us today
1: god bless you michelle thank you so much for having me i'm just um, really excited to be a part of uh today's podcast and um shout out to you for even thinking enough of me to invite me to your platform
0: of course of course i sit in your ministry almost every sunday and since what september i believe and I have been just enriched, encouraged, helped so much. I tell you all the time, like, you're a true man of God, and you're someone who is, um, you preach the word, and you're humble, and there aren't a whole lot of frills to you. You use the word um, to back up everything that you say, and that means so, 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 so much. So, it's, it's a, my pleasure and a privilege to have you on um, today to especially on this journey um, in this season that we're on, the journey to wholeness, because so many people want to hear the a, a perspective coming from a pastor. And so if we could start here, can you tell us a little bit about your testimony as it relates to your personal journey to wholeness and finding your purpose in life?
1: I'm sure. First of all, let me just say thank you for all of those amazing, kind words. (laughs) I'm sitting over here trying not to cry on the other end, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll start off by saying um, I found purpose, and not to sound really cliché, but I found purpose in my pain. Mm. Um, One of the things about me, I've always known from very early on that I've been called to... Uh, preach the gospel and bring in, in um, enlightenment to people uh, whether it be through song or word of testimony I've known that for a very 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 long time now since I was um it started about when I was 12 years old the Lord called me to preach and he told me um very, very, very plain, clear and simple, his words were to me, I called you to preach and bring deliverance to my people, even at a young age. Uh, and I and I struggled with that for a while because I, at the time, uh, was very close up underneath my pastor and I, I, I identified and saw the struggles and the adversity and um, the arduous work that they had to go through and i just did not want that so um i told the lord no i will just stay and at that time we didn't even have praise and worship we had devotion and testimonial service mm-hmm. i said i will just stay a devotional singer <laughs> sing in the choir and i'll just be content with that um we were in the middle of uh my pastor's birthday celebration uh service and, and that during that time you know, it wasn't like today where you have one or two services to celebrate the pastor. Back in those days, you celebrated for an entire month. Like mm-hmm. every week throughout the entire month, we had service. Mm-hmm. And then on the actual birthday week, we had church every night. I mean, it was just crazy. But anyway, so one of the nights uh, during the birthday service celebration, rather, um, and a, a woman of God came who I had never met before. Who uh, ministered to me and her exact words to me? Now, mind you, Michelle, I was twelve at the time. Her exact words to me were, "If you don't li- if you don't submit to the will of God and preach, you will not live to see your next birthday." Hmm. Well, what a thing to tell a twelve-year-old! Right. Um, I knew it was God because my no to God had turned into not just. Um, uh general note it was an actual all-out get out disobedience rebellion i'm not doing it you can't make me do it um and my pastor at the time was my godmother who still is my godmother so of course she and i are very close she uh helped raise me up in the way of the lord and uh, very close very naturally as well she had been pushing me trying to say you know i sense the call of god on your life let me put you on the platform etc cetera, etc cetera, and i would say mom, no. So that night was the initial beginning of purpose for me. Um, as I begin to tell the Lord, yes, that, that particular night, yes, Lord, I'll do it. Okay, fine, whatever. I want to live. So yes, okay, I'll do it. I'll preach, right? Um, it started the purpose for me. My progress uh, to purpose started that night because I got introduced to the Word of God. My yes introduced me to the Word of God in a way that I was unwilling to do prior to that. Uh, So in essence, I I gave God a yes. I was introduced to the Word of God on a more um, intimate level as far as expounding and and pulling out revelation to preach on on a public um, setting now to people, and to start operating in what it is that the Lord called me to do. Mm -hmm. Now, the pain in the purpose is throughout that time from 13 up until, I'll say, uh, about maybe eight months ago, back in June or May, uh, really May. From that time up until this past prior of May, um, pain accompanied my purpose, and why pain accompanied my purpose is because I encountered several, oh my God, maybe several is not even appropriate. I'll I'll just say I encountered, I encountered many, 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 many blows in ministry, and what I mean by that. Um, heartbreak after heartbreak, um, uh, let down after let down, uh, disappointment after disappointment, um, uh, really, for lack of a better word, spiritual abuse yeah. almost as well. Um, and not so much from my leader, but by from different um, components in the ministry, different attacks, I should say. Uh, the church calls it persecution, but i I'm in a whole different zone. Now I just call it flat out abuse, okay? Mm-hmm. And I encountered those things down through the years as part of my pain, but it was part of my progress to my purpose. And I did not realize or did I nor did I understand at the time that all of the craziness that I encountered in church because I'm a church boy, I'm a church baby, you know, born and raised in the church. This Mm -hmm. is all I know practically, you know. Um, I was saved at the age of seven. I got filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost at eight. I started preaching when I turned uh, uh, 12, right before my 13th birthday. So this is, when I say legitimately, this is all I know, legit, this is all I know. I'm a Mm -hmm. church boy. And so I've suffered many wounds and blows that, could be uh, accounted as my pain to help bring me to my purpose. Mm-hmm. I did not realize, I did not know at the time that everything that I encountered, people um, gathering groups to pray me out of a ministry and mm-hmm. people writing uh, letters and submitting them in suggestion, in a suggestion box to remove me out of the uh, pastoral position that I was in at the time—not as not as the senior pastor, but as the co-pastor at the particular time of the ministry that I was serving in—and and letters being written to the covering bishop at the time of the ministry that I was a part of, and and all kind of crazy stuff, uh, groups, private meetings held to to dismantle me and to um, to uh, get people to turn against me. All of that was very painful. And I know to some that may seem like, oh, that's nothing. But uh, the reality is, as much as I am prophetic and preach and sing and carry on, I am very much so human. Absolutely. And so to have to go through that and have to deal with that and not have the real support or backing of... Um, of someone of, of my leader, I should say, for lack of better words, you know, to be honest with you, is very devastating. Um and, and not to just occur this to occur these blows in my 30s. We're talking about as a teenager preaching the gospel and then you finish preaching and they say, um, we don't want to hear him or I remember even being in um administrative leadership roles and trying to function in my capacity in meetings and having people stand up and uh, blatantly disrespect me mm. in the meetings. And we don't have to listen to him and people to undermine my authority and, and it never be really rectified or fixed or corrected. It's very traumatic. It's Absolutely. a traumatic experience. And, you know, I know people say all the time i will be out to deal with church herd, but really, Uh, my pain from the church was severe. And had it not been for the Lord, that scripture is true, uh, Michelle, when it says that the spirit of peace, it will guard your heart and mind. Mm -hmm. You know, had it not been for the Lord, really guarding my heart and mind, I don't know where I would be. I don't know if I would really be in the church today. I still love God. I know that much because he's done too much for me not to love him and to serve Him, but to really be an active um, voice in the church, and I mean the church at large, I don't know if I could say that I would be still a part of that had it not been for the Lord guarding my heart and mind. So with that being said, um, I know I'm kind of bouncing all around, but let me just go back to the pain and the purpose. That pain really brought me to my purpose because I did not know. At the time, as I was um, occurring all of this pain and going through all of this and, and taking it and, and, and keeping the faith and uh, leading but going home depressed and, and second-guessing myself, Lord, this is what you would call me to do. I did not know that in, the, in, in May of 2019 that the Lord would have released me and, and spoke to me and speak to me and tell me, I'm calling you to pastor a people that you don't know. Mm-hmm. After being in a ministry well over 20 years in line for succession, in place, who would have ever thought in their right mind that God would speak to an individual and say to them, I'm releasing you because I'm calling you to pastor a people that you don't know. I was like, oh my goodness, I know you're kidding me, right? <laughs> this is all I know. This is I don't have a church um, resume where I could say I was at this church I was at that church. I was at this, this is all I know. And you mean to tell me after all of this, this is it? So I had to battle with um, depression for a short season. I had to, to battle with uh, I battled with um, doubt. Is this really God? Is this re- And it took several prophets. I know people don't believe in prophets no more, but it took, I'll say, about three prophets to come back and confirm at different times in different services. You no, know, this is what the Lord says. Even before I even spoke it to my wife and my family, my immediate family members and um, my immediate uh, a uh, 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 ministerial team the mm-hmm. lord had to confirm it and deal with me about it first because i was just like uh-uh this is crazy but i knew i knew that i was i and this is going to sound even more crazy michelle i knew god was calling me to something greater mm-hmm. while i was in that particular ministry and i and i felt purpose being stirred in me but i could not really figure it out and put my finger on it
0: Do you think that was the reason why you were going through so much adversity?
1: Let me tell you something. Today in 2020, I can have an honest conversation and really, uh, really, really be honest and say that part of the reason why some of the pain I went through is because I completely ignored the signs of my purpose because mm. i was just sold on and fixed on this is what it's going to be this is what i was raised to do this is what i was trained to do this is what i was, this is what i've been molded for i've been shaped for this i've been um I'm groomed for this and this is what it's going to be this is all it's going to ever be and anything outside of that is crazy and it's not god and it is not the will of god mm. so the lord had to literally allow me to take this pain, go through this pain to get me so agitated so where I could be in a place to clearly hear from him. And I mean, I've been a I'm 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 an accurate prophet. And I don't say that to brag on myself, you know, or to paint flowers and all of that kind of stuff. The Lord's been speaking to me since I was a kid. Very clear, very accurate on people, situations, and stuff. But when it came down to me. I was like, this is a false spirit. And mm. This is not God. Until I got so agitated by the pain that I was in a position where I could finally clearly hear God. And then even after clearly hearing God, Michelle, I still needed confirmation. How crazy is that?
0: It's not that crazy because it. so many of us uh, go through the same thing. We're like, okay, I know that I went to school for this particular role that I'm that I'm playing or that I'm working in and that's what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna work in this role until I die. And then what happens is your passion or your purpose starts to develop in the midst of your pain, in the midst of experiences, and you like, wait a minute, hold up. I thought that I was gonna do this forever, but that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. And that yeah. shift that that it it can cause it can cause you to go crazy if you're not careful. Yeah, <laughs> it can cause totally. you to be like, wait a minute. minute. You mean to tell me, wait, I got to go back to school because now you want me to learn something different? Or I got to, you know, I have to be in a position to learn again. I have to be a student again. I got to be teachable again. I got to be moldable again.
1: Like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. I'm, I'm comfortable in what I'm doing. So comfortable. It's second nature. The people had gravitated to me. It's just all I've known. These were individuals who watched me grow up. Mm-hmm. And, and supported my ministry down through the years, have been always very supportive of me. And now to get to this place, and the Lord says, let me interrupt your little program because this was never supposed to be your permanent. It was supposed to be a place for you to learn, grow, and then move on to greater. But you, sir, wanted to make something that was supposed to be uh, a temporary get what you're supposed to get and keep it moving and, and not even, um, you know, the sad part about all of this is that, and maybe it's really not sad. Maybe I'm using the wrong choice of words. The disheartening part of all of this is, is that even after <laughs> thinking back now, even after all that I went through, I still had moments of well, maybe I should just go back or maybe I should just do this or maybe I should just not do what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy side of the pain and how it will psychologically play yeah. tricks on you to make you second guess and doubt what you've really been called to do and the purpose that's uh, are tied and associated to your life. Absolutely. One yeah. of the
0: things that I'm hearing too, and I, I totally agree with it, is how... When you're when you're when you experience church hurt, right? And I looked up the definition of church hurt, and I saw that it's pretty much an abuse of power, and it could be anywhere from sexual manipulation to psycho, uh, psychophysical manipulation, the manipulation of the mind. And one of the things that I learned through experience, I'm hearing it from you, and I've heard it from so many other people, is that that. Yes, we experience church hurt and it's the worst kind of hurt. Can't nobody tell me it's not. But I believe that God uses that to propel us into our purpose because when you come out of something like that, you're like your life is different. Your out, out your not outcome but your viewpoint is different. And I know for me and my experience with everything that I went through in my church hurt experience, when I came out of it, my eyes were opened to the way sometimes people manipulate others in, in, in the church. And I believe that hurt people hurt people. So one of the things that I learned, and I, I know you have shared on this too, is that it's not necessarily the people Um, Because they don't know to do better than they do, right? People genuinely, I believe, I give people the benefit of the doubt and I believe that people generally and and genuinely want to be helpful. But sometimes the way that things come across, the way that they um, dispel information, the way that they handle people um, can be, it can be offensive and it can be abusive and they may not know it. Um, and so I think that, like I said before, hurt people hurt people, but God is so good because he takes that hurt that we experience and allows us to learn from that experience so that we can then be, oh, our eyes can be opened and whatever comes after that is just so much greater. And I think the the part that you and I have gone through and, and what you also shared was, how we have to allow we have to allow that process to take its full course and learn from it so that we don't stay stuck there but we can move on into purpose
1: yeah yeah. you said something that is so key that um, and not that I'm talking against the millennials because I am a millennial and I love millennials yeah. I do I believe that that is one age group that I've been called to I've been called to You know, all men, all women, all walks of life, but I have a special anointing for millennials. Mm -hmm. But that is one component that we lack. We don't want to go through the process. Yeah. And, you know, um, as much as I share something on my social media today, as much as uh, as much pain that I did uh, have to go through as part of my my progress, my progress, my purpose and my progress, one thing thing I will say I appreciate my pastor because she did not allow me to get the big head she did not allow Mm -hmm. me to go ahead of my time Mm -hmm. you know like it it wasn't all pain some some of the stuff that I went through was very painful was very uh, traumatizing at times uh, but there was a lot of good in it and I will say that Mm -hmm. and that good Came from my leader. I had a, a leader who saw the gift of God and the grace of God on my life and really took time to groom me for the things of the Lord, for the things of God. Now, whether it turned out the way she and I thought it would or not, that's a whole different story. But I tell you what, she taught me well and she did not allow me to um, become an overnight wonder. She used to have this same overnight wonder will make a plunder. Mm -hmm. And I never understood until I got older because she was saying it to me as a kid. Mm -hmm. But I sure do get it now. You know, we have these people now, and not just in ministry, in life, society, business, wherever you go, sometimes these overnight uh, wonders, Mm -hmm. they get up, and and because they haven't been processed, they make a mockery, they make a muck, they make a mess. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing about the process is that, it it gives you a level of stability that when you get there to success, you know how to maintain success.
0: Yes. You know
1: how to maintain the faith and, and 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 maintain what needs to be appropriate because you've been submitted to the process. Right. So you have integrity because you've been through the process. Mm-hmm. You got good godly character and you got good morals and, and good core values and, and all because you have submitted yourself to the process. And unfortunately, you can't pay for that. No. You can't sleep your way around for that. You can't gossip away. You you gotta just go through the process in order to be um, in order to have character built and integrity developed. That stuff is on the process. You can't pay for that. You don't even get that through favor. But you get that through going through the actual process of what life has to afford you so the fact that i've gone through the process as hurtful and as demeaning and as embarrassed and as shameful that i was through some of the process i thank god because even in the process of the pain and everything else i i I was afforded an opportunity to be able to be level-headed, no scandals, no no craziness out here, because I went through the process. Mm-hmm. Didn't like the process, but I thank God for the process.
0: Right. And I do also want to add, too, that every process is different. Some people's process is not painful, because I don't want anybody to think that, you know, you that the process has to be painful. Sometimes the process could just be a waiting period. And that waiting period can be 20 years. That right. waiting period could be everybody else around you is getting married, but you. Everybody else around you is getting the job that they want, but you. That process can be, um, again, being overlooked, being right. under underutilized, um, whatever it takes for God to develop. In us, what we need is the process. Um, so I definitely don't want to um, I don't, to lose sight of that. And I'm also glad that you said that it wasn't your, your leader who hurt you because that's another thing. Like, Church hurt can come from anybody. <laughs> it can yeah. come from any direction. Sometimes you could be in a meeting and it could be unintentional. or Somebody said something unintentionally and it just struck a chord with you. And from that moment on, you look at things differently. And so we and to to that point, you know that this is why I believe this. It's so important, and I actually I didn't say this to you before, but I appreciate so much one of the things that you do um, is you point people to Christ. You're not pointing people to you, right? And, And 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 even when you preach the word, you're you're always preaching to point people to God, not to you. And that right there to me eliminates a wow. lot of problems. Um, so thank you for that. And thank you for sharing your your testimony and what um, you learned out of that. I have a question. Uh-huh. What is your personal stance on therapy and Christians going to therapy? Are you for it? Are you against it and why?
1: First, let me just say uh, to God be the glory in regards to um, what you said about my preaching, because that has always been my number one goal um, to make sure that the focus is not on pastor just yeah because you'll have no. a lot
0: of people out here manipulating the word so that they could get an offering or manipulating yeah, the word so that people yeah. can stay around and church is as dead as it could be yeah. but i mean can we be candid it could be as dead as it can be but because you know there's loyalty there's you know, people holding secrets and all kinds of nonsense. Oh yeah, they just stay, and it's just like, no, it's time out for that.
1: Mm mm. Yeah, and and see, that's one of the things when people walk down the aisle to join New Life. That is the first thing I, before I shake anybody's hand and give them the right hand of fellowship. That is the first thing I tell you: I am not your savior. Yep. I am not your dictator. I am your pastor. And I'm not your God. Right. I have a whole entire wife and kids. Yeah. Yeah. And so my first priority is my family. Absolutely. You know, and so my job is to point you to Jesus, make a disciple out of you, that you might go out and make other disciples. And then for my... The apostolic flow on me is to help pull out the destiny and purpose in you and get you to operate in your purpose. That's what I've been called to do. Anything outside of that is perverted, and that's not what I've been called to do. I love that. But to the question of therapy, let me tell you something, Michelle. I am an absolute 100% fan of the saints going – did I say saints? I meant to say Christians – Of the Christians going to therapy, (laughs) please, anyone that is listening today, if you are a believer in Christ Jesus and you think you need therapy, if you sneeze and you think you need therapy, please go. The saints need therapy. You need it. It is a must. I am for it. I support it. I, I'm so much so, Michelle, I almost want to do a campaign and go around and campaign and t- get the saints to just go to therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, because we, we, a lot of us grew up in church where we believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. And it is true. I I am pro the Spirit of God. Yes. I really am. I am for the Spirit of God. I believe in the gifts and the operation of the Holy Ghost. I believe in all of that. I really do. I believe in speaking in tongues. I mean, I'm here for it all. But I'm also aware that you need therapy. Yeah. Because as much as I can cast the demon out of you, number one, right? Mm-hmm. The Spirit of the Lord gives me the power and the authority to cast out the demons. That is just the removing of the demon. Now, you need therapy because how did you come in contact with this spirit? How did you come in contact with what you occurred, incurred, encountered? And and how are we going to therapeutically? I don't even know if that's a word. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. But how are we going to get to a place where we can deal with the emotional damage that has taken place by the spirit that you have been festering in your life? Yeah. You need therapy. Absolutely. You know, I had a woman one time, she came in the prayer line, and we prayed for her, and this woman had been dealing with perversion. She had been dealing with unforgiveness. She had been dealing with, uh, it was perversion, forgiveness, and it was something else. I can't even remember. It's going to be in my next book coming out, <laughs> and... Um, After we prayed for her, I saw when those spirits came up off of her and she was free. Mm -hmm. I said to her right there in the service in front of everybody, I said, honey, you've been free today, but you need to go to counseling. And the church shunned me. Oh, man. They were like, how could you say that, prophet? Oh, my God. How could you say that she needs therapy? And you could see the people like it was was so quiet in there when I said it Mm -hmm. in that particular church. And the reason was, was because people have been led to believe all you need is salvation, Holy Ghost, and uh, pay your tithes and offering, and you are right. No, Mm -mm. you Mm -mm. need therapy because what caused you, what opened the door for you to to adopt and take a hold of that perversion? You know what it was? She was molested by her father. Mm. So now the demon is out. But all those emotions of your father molesting you for years is still there. Right. So you need therapy. Absolutely. And unfortunately, what the church don't understand is, I am your pastor. I did not go to school to. Uh, I don't have a master's in um uh, therapeutic services. None of them. Therapeutic services. Um, I do have a little something in Christian counseling, you know. But listen, even with that. There are certain things when I talk to people, people say, Pastor, I need to talk to you. I just need to to, um, share what's on my heart. Okay, come on. The minute I realize that this is above me, I will quickly redirect you and point you in the right direction. Whether it's marital, Mm -hmm. whether it's just a family, or whether it's just personal one-on-one counseling. If it's above me, you got to go sit on somebody else's couch who is actually certified in that. Yeah, I know what I've been called to do. The anointing that's on me is to help pull out the gift in you, get you to where you need to be, point you to Jesus, make you a disciple, an effective disciple, and find your purpose here on the earth realm. I have not been called to help you appropriate your emotions. Mm-hmm. You need somebody with a BCBA. Right. <laughs> so I am 100% for Christian therapy. I'm here for it. One hundred percent. And if anybody needs me to help endorse it, sign me up and I will help be your campaign. Uh spread the campaign on Christian therapy. You need it. We need it. The saints need it. Preachers need it. I see somebody. I'm a whole pastor, but I see somebody. Yes, I do. Absolutely. And even to that point I heard about it? <laughs> yeah not hurt, not abused, not don't feel no kind of way, ready to go. Yep,
0: yep, yep. If you are listening to this show, um there is a website, um an online counseling service called betterhelp.com and what I love about it is it's an online therapy pla- platform that connects you with a licensed therapist. So that whatever it is that you are in need of, you want to talk to someone, you can do that through this online platform. They connect with you via email and you set up a schedule where you can have a conversation with them. And it's at a nominal cost compared to what you would pay at the office. Listen, I am going to see a therapist this week because I scheduled this before I heard about BetterHelp.com. I'm paying this therapist $260. Dallas to see them now the uh betterhelp.com platform is way cheaper than that and they have amazing therapists on there i reached out to them and someone already connected with me not only that but they also have um a lot of ratings, you can go and check them out on their website, betterhelp.com, and read the different testimonies that um, that they have. One of the other things that I love about them is that it's 24-7. So if you um, want to get in contact with your counselor, you can message them, and they get right back to you. I have actually teamed up with betterhelp.com. And if you go to their website, betterhelp.com slash P O P. You can get ten percent off your first month of service. That's better dot slash pop to get ten percent off of your first month of service. So there it is. No more excuses. You heard it from the pastor. Therapy is for everybody, daddy, daddy, and everybody. You definitely, if you um. If you want to talk to someone and you feel like you, um, can benefit from this service, which any and everybody can from the teens to the tweens, to the, the seasoned ones, we can all benefit from this. So don't, don't waste another day. This may be the greatest conversation of your life. Pastor, I do want to talk briefly about, cause we, uh, about a different topic. We've talked a lot about finding purpose and living in purpose, um, you recently left a sermon series at the end of last um, last year. You left the sermon series about uh, identity theft and boy, did you preach that sermon series. And one of the things that you said was that you said you really can't go back and recover your identity until you admit that you lost it. Tell us oh, yeah. briefly, why is the admitting piece so important? Because even in therapy, one of the first things they do in the first, you know, couple of sessions is try to get to the bottom of what's going on. So why do you feel that in order to recover your identity, admitting what's going on or what the symptoms are is
1: so important? You know, I. Um... The way that the Lord gave it to me um, is is very simple. You will never be able to recover something that you don't know is lost. Mm -hmm. How can you find something that you don't even know is missing, that you don't know? It's just like if you say to me, Pastor Jess, you lost your keys, go find them. But I'm in denial. I don't think I lost my keys. I don't believe I lost my keys. I saw them on the table. My keys is not lost. When in all actuality and reality of it is, my keys is gone. Haven't seen them in a good long time. But I don't know that because I haven't come into I haven't come to the reality or even able to bring myself to admit you really don't know where your keys is. So and that's the way it is with our identity. Many times we you know tomorrow I'm going to find my identity. I'm gonna I'm going after my purpose. I'm going after who God called me to be, but you don't even know you lost it. You don't even know you lost what your idea. How can you recover something that you don't know that you don't even have to recover means that you knew you had it, but now it's missing, but the denial of it, and that's how the enemy is. He's so tricky and not to big him up or give him any praise or props, but that's how the enemy works. He will work on you so until he will have you in denial about the very thing you're trying to recover. Right.
0: And before you before you know it, you've lost your identity in multiple areas. It starts That's off right. at home. Then it trickles into your relationships, trickles oh, yeah. into your family structure. It trickles into your spiritual life. Like it it just it's oh, a yeah. domino effect.
1: Oh, yeah, certainly. And, you know, we 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 start off by saying, um, you know, because I, and I've been guilty of this myself where I'm thinking that um, what I should be pursuing in in one area is one thing, but in all actuality, I need to be in pursuit of something else. And so thank God for people that are in covenant with me that could, you know, hold me accountable to that and say, no, that's not what's important right now. You need to be going after uh, X, Y, and Z. This is what's important, you know? And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is in essence, I I know so many times I've said to myself, um, let me focus on this. This is what I need to, I need to recover this. I need to go after that. And really, that's not what's important. That's just what's comfortable on Mm. the surface. But underneath all of that is the real issue that I'm not willing to really admit and deal with. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it takes a covenant partner, someone who can hold you accountable and say, and call you on your bluff and mm-hmm. your mess. Mm-hmm. Hold you accountable and say, you know what? That's really not the problem. That's a band-aid fixable type of issue. But this is the real problem. Here's the root of why your identity is missing and why you think that your identity that you still have. But here's the real issue, why your identity is missing. And mm-hmm. if you can tap in and work on that, then you can recover everything else.
0: Mm-hmm. So pastor, what message has God given you in this season or in this year for the people that you preach to and for all that hear you? Cause you also, you're worldwide. Facebook is a worldwide oh, platform. <laughs> so every time you go live, you're open to everybody. So what has God, what message has God given you, um, in this season for people?
1: You know, um, one of the things that I am, one of the things that I'm clear on, is that 2020 for me and the people that I've been called to, is definitely the year of focus. Mm. And I know um, I'm very much aware that everyone is on the the theme right now of 2020 is vision because. You know, 2020 helps you to see and clear vision and all this other stuff. But the Lord really impressed upon me at the end of 2019 that 2020 is definitely the year that we buckle down and focus on what it is that God called us to do. Focus and and be not entangled or or um uh, or be not. Uh, dismayed with the distractions that are around us, but really buckle down, hone in and focus on what purpose is, what destiny is, focus on the family, focus on our finances. You know, I, one of the things I was sharing with one of my sisters this morning is that I don't just want to be the preacher that excites the people, the type of pastor that excites the people on Sunday, motivates them um and, and gives them an emotional high, right? Mm-hmm. But then they go back home to a poverty welfare mentality um, environment. I want you I want to preach so until you focus on how to come up out of welfare. How until you focus on how to fix your family and 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 no longer be dysfunctional. Right. Does that make sense? It does. I don't just want you to come to church and be in the presence of the Lord. And I do want you to be in the presence of God because I believe his presence is important for us. But I want to say things that are meaningful enough that will bring real change to you. So I'm I'm in a place now where I'm trying to be intentional with sermon prep that as I preach and give you what God gives me, that it's something that's going to motivate you to be better and challenge you not to just settle for mediocrity, that I'm going to be above um, mediocre. I'm not just going to, you know, uh, go to school and just make it through, but I'm going to make the dean's list. Right. You know, I'm not just going to be a mom and pop shop type of entrepreneur. No, I'm going to be something that I'm going to be able to contend with the other businesses that are around me. Mm -hmm. I want to challenge the people to focus on better, being greater, being more. You know, husbands loving their wives more, uh, wives loving their husbands more, mm-hmm. fathers being more attentive to their children, mothers being more attentive to their children, vice versa. I want an equal balance all the way through. So to say what what it is that God has given me for 2020, it is definitely to just to really buckle down and focus. And I know that may sound very fundamental and very elementary, But I think if we can go back to the basics and master some of the basics, then we can go on and really get to what else that God has for us. But it starts with being able to focus. Absolutely. How can you say you're ready for millions if you can't focus enough to balance out your check and keep it from being overdrawn? Right. (laughs) Right. Something as simple as that. But we're ready for millions though. Right.
0: I love that. On Sunday, you talked about you again because you're in the the sermon series of focus. You said, Be determined to stay focused. And you even tell you you, the sub part of that was stop being so nosy, (laughs) like stay in your lane, stay in your business, stay out of everybody else's business, and be determined to stay focused on what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Don't be looking on the internet at what other people are doing and it will easily take you off track easily throw you off track oh uh, my god I, Michelle, I'm...
1: I can't tell you how many times i've been on facebook or social media or instagram and i'm looking at the teeth that's on social media and i'm so distracted yeah because i see one post now i have to The pet detective in me has to go back (laughs) on the other people's page to see what they said. Mm -hmm. Then I got to go back through the live feed and look at the live and see what they said on the live. Oh, my goodness. Before you know it, that spread of nosiness, it opens the door for major distractions, which then prompts you for major delay. And I just believe we have no room for delay. Jesus is really coming back. And I know we've been saying that for a thousand years now. But he's really on his way. There's no time to waste on being distracted by what my neighbor is doing, what they got going on. I cannot, I gotta have tunnel vision right now in this season, which may seem a little bit selfish, and it is, but I have to stay focused and I cannot be nosy which opens the door to distractions, which can then ultimately produce a destruction. Right. See, a distraction is not necessarily a destruction, but it has the potential to give birth and give way to destruction. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, destructions are deadly. So you got the three D's, distraction, destruction, and then it has the potential to become deadly. Mm -hmm. And I just can't occur none of that. I don't have time for any of that in this season. I gotta stay focused. And that's what I've been called to in this direct season, to bring the body of Christ to a, a element of focus where we can just focus on what's important, focus and, on what's important and what's needed in this season. I am determined to stay focused. I really am. I, I'm blocking out negativity in 2020, and I'm encouraging everybody else to do the same thing. If you, don't, if you don't mean me no good, if you're not something that's going to be an asset to my purpose, I got to get rid of you. I got. I can't associate with you. I can love you, but I just cannot mingle and associate with you in this season because I'm determined to stay focused. And that's all across the board. Family, co-workers, colleagues, covenant mm-hmm. partners, you talking anything outside of the will of God will become a distraction, which then can become destructive, which then can become deadly. My- Goodbye. I got to let you go. I'm determined to be uh, focused. Let me calm down because I felt God on that. Listen,
0: I'm thinking about how the deadly part, the death, it's not necessarily a physical one, but it's no. death to your dreams. It's death to your business. It's oh, death yes. to you know the things that you set out in January to do and you find yourself in May so lost and distracted, but you yep. don't realize you got distracted in February. And then so that slowly led to a path of destruction but that by may you are no longer having the same goals that you had in in january Mm -hmm. you've lost your way
1: and so your zeal is is dead your fire is dead your passion is dead yeah you know Mm -hmm. definitely
0: well pastor justin i just want to say i appreciate you for everything that you poured out today I know that first of all when you talked about just the process that you personally went through um, and how you it allowed you to get to even to this place where you now understand um, the value of of pressure, the value of going through certain things so that it can produce a better character and and someone who, who operates, like you said, in integrity and, you know, has a true zeal for God. We didn't even get into that, but that's the one thing one of the things that I learned out of my experience was my zeal for God went to a thousand after I came out of my um the the, the one season that I was in where I was where I was experiencing church hurt. My zeal for God you. went to a million because I finally had a a different relationship. After free that. yeah listen yeah. absolutely
1: i'm doing things now and i'm i'm gonna cut off because i don't know how much more time we have but
0: and I'm you have doing, a pop quiz
1: <laughs> oh lord okay i'm doing things now in ministry that i was never able to do before mm-hmm. but i am so free now yeah I'm. i've been freed from the spirit of religiosity where we have to be traditional and and religious and and it's not what the church oh man I'm so free from that Mm -hmm. so when you talk about t-shirt day or superhero day or little stuff like that I'm so free to where some of my colleagues are like I can't believe your church is doing it and I'm like yeah but seven people got saved today exactly so you you stay over there while you can't believe it and I'ma witness souls over here. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, you turn the lights off and you got colored lights in your church. Yeah. But four people got saved and six turned around to join the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like, where are we going with this?
0: Right. 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 So here's your pop quiz. Cause I know that um you I know you'll be able to answer these questions and I can't wait to hear them Um, in in three words or less. Okay. Three words or less. Describe your journey to wholeness.
1: Three words or less.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. I would just say trust. I love it. Trust. Yeah. I love it. Trust. All right. Second question. What does progress along the journey look like for you? So how did you Um, know that you were making progress along that journey?
1: I found myself being productive in in areas and I saw the fruit of it. Mm -hmm. So um, I always equate progress with productivity um, and fruit. Mm -hmm. And not just fruit and not just productivity. Let me me specify that. Um, Positive levels of productivity and good fruit. Because you could have low levels of productivity and you can have bad fruit okay. so when i see good fruit being produced and positive high levels of productivity i equate that to progress for me okay
0: and the last question before you let us know how people can find you is what is one thing that people can do to live an intentional purposeful life starting today
1: I would say, um, number one, start off with uh, inviting God into your space. Mm -hmm. You know, we make time and space for everybody else and everything else. But I think in 2020, we've got to get back to uh, being intentional on inviting God into our space. Start with that, you know, and it doesn't mean that you have to be at every church service, every time doors open up. But start working on your relationship with God and that's just so that right there in itself is powerful because all the ones that are there every time the doors open up are the ones that may not even make it into heaven Mm -hmm. so start working on your own personal relationship between you and the father and, and building that and start from there and from there you know i think the scripture is true when matthew comes back and says Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And then all these other things will be added unto you. So start with that. Build yeah. your relationship with the father. Keep God the uh, the center and not just the center, but the head of your life. Invite him in your space in 2020. Be intentional in that. You know, you may not could pray for an hour. You may not know what to say for a whole hour. But good God, give him five minutes in the car on your way to work before you turn on Steve Harvey Show. Yeah. Start with that.
0: I love that. I love 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 that, and as somebody who I've been in church since I was fourteen and oh, every church, and every well actually all my life but at the age of fourteen, I left my mother church because I found a church that I actually enjoy but um i every year, especially in my adult life, every year I find myself you know having to do exactly that invite him again like God I love you you know I love you so we good right and God is like uh, yeah I know that but I still want to be a part of this too I want to be a part of your business too I want to be a part of your conversations too I want you to start off your day and so even it, last year and going into this year one of my things that I've been intentional about I could say, I could say for the last six months definitely is praying in the morning before I yeah. get out of my bed like that's one thing that I decided to do Pastor please let us know how we can find you on Instagram, uh, Facebook, as well as you can invite us to any platforms or any anything that you have going on that you want us to be
1: a part of. Well, um, you can always follow me on the church page on Facebook, which is New Life. Uh, you type that right in the search bar, New Life Deliverance Worship Church, and we'll pop up. It's with the little green plant as our logo. You should see us. Um, You can always follow me on Facebook under Justin Coleman, J-U-S-S-T-T-I-N-N-C-O-L-E-M-A-N. You'll see a picture of me and my beautiful wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram under Justin23, J-U-S-S-T-T-I-N-N. Actually, 88, I'm sorry, justin88 on Instagram. That's where you can find me on the gram. And then you can always find me every Wednesday at the church um, from 7 to 8.15. And then Sundays at the church at 2 o'clock to about 3.30, 3.45.
0: Yeah. And you do Facebook Live the services, right?
1: And we do. We absolutely, we live the, we live the services. We Facebook <laughs> Live the services on the church page. Oh, you know what, too? You can also follow me on the church website, newlifedwc.org as well. Um, everything that I'm doing, my itinerary, the church's uh, upcoming events, all of that is posted on the page, on the, the church website as well.
0: Awesome. Thank you so, so, so much. We really appreciate you coming on today, being honest, being open, being candid, sharing your personal journey and giving us um hope. First of all, you let us know that Um, certain things that we may have experienced or maybe even not, but we're not isolated in that and that anybody and everybody is is open to uh, experiencing certain things. But with God, we can come through all things. And then God has been so gracious enough to give us therapeutic services by means of people who are trained professionals who deal with this kind of stuff to be able to help us along the journey to wholeness. Pastor Justin, can't thank you enough. Appreciate you so much.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I really had a blast just to let you know. Awesome. uh, Hanging out with you today.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, that concludes this episode, but thank you so much for tuning in. Do me a favor and subscribe if you have not. Rate the show because I would love to hear your feedback on it, as well as share it with someone else. Don't forget to connect with Progress On Purpose Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. You can find us at Progress On Purpose Podcast. Send us an email as well if you are not. Social media friendly at progressonpurposepodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, take care and I will see you next week.